You're listening to the Third Down Squad Podcast, the best international news podcast for the National Football League. We're your hosts, Derek, Josh, and Toby. Let's get you ready for a new set of downs on Sunday. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Third Down Squad Podcast. We are now less than two weeks away from the NFL Draft. We're all super excited. And as you can tell, Josh is hiding in a laugh. Toby's hiding in a laugh. Uh, we we probably spent the last half hour at least uh, just laughing around being stupid uh, before we even started this podcast. But we're going to break this in. Uh, not a whole lot of content to really bring you, to you guys this week. Um, be sure to check out our uh, podcast next week. We're actually going to be doing a live mock draft on the channel. Uh, it's going to be Saturday if I'm right, Toby. Is that right? Uh, no, it's still Friday, same time Friday. as always, as we're right. always recording. So for us, nothing right. much so changes. So there you go, Wait, guys. You, so. want, you want something quick, really fast? The XFL employees were just informed that the league is suspending operations and all employees yeah. have been laid off. Yeah. Yeah, that, that came out like a couple hours ago. Yeah. 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 Just figure we let the people know. Yep, yeah, so that's too bad. In case you were wondering if at all you were going to get your fall fix sometime this summer, you're not. So just remember that. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're going to be doing a live mock draft next Friday, same time, 3 o'clock, that we normally do our podcast. And we're just going to break it down into sections, and we're going to pick, and we're just going to go along as we do. Uh, it's going to be fun. This will be the second year that we've done this. Uh, we did it last year. It turned out to be pretty fun. Uh, and I think it's going to be really fun this year because there's a lot of uncertainty. But let's get into this, guys. We're going to talk about the mock drafts a little bit later, but let's do this. So first topic that we have here is we're going to talk about the NFL committee. Apparently, they did not endorse the reviewing of pass interferences and the sky judge to inform that everyone's opinions on the review passing interferences are pretty bland as is nobody really likes it as is so let's get this straight to the chase toby is this a good move by the nfl committee to not endorse this meaning it may not come back next year um i well i i'm not completely opposed to the review so i i think they should have revised it a little a little so um when you looked at how the xfl did it the couple of games that they played i think that was a pretty good way of dealing with replays and kind of uh, referee decisions and uh, coach flags um so i would like the the nfl uh to kind of take a look at that and maybe change some uh things how they they handle their reviews um but if they're just uh not uh, doing reviews like they did it anyway anymore about pass interference I'm okay with that because how they handled it last season it was just a complete choke to the game and should have uh, been handled differently or not be been in the game at all but uh, I mean I, I have been a person that said it should be in the game of course as a Saints fan I'm probably been kind of biased about it as well um, so um but uh, from how they handled it last year, yeah, I definitely the way they did it last year, it should not be in the game anymore. Josh, your thoughts on this? Yeah, 
How successful were those challenges for those pass interference? They said that uh, less than 15% of calls that were uh, reviewed ever got changed. Only 15%. What's the... I get, like, you know, to look over just to make sure that, you know, pass interference did happen, but... I'd say, in concept, it was a good idea for us to have, like, you know, a challenge for the, I guess, like, the pass interference and all that, but the referees, they just kind of blew that numerous times. Whether, like, you could have, like, a player just, like, sucker punch another player in the face for the ball, and they'd probably still say there was no pass interference there, although we'd say... The dude literally just knocked the guy out with his fist before he had the chance to catch the ball. So that is pass interference. And I know it's probably Al Riveron from the amount of times Pat McAfee has complained about it this season. Mm -hmm. And a lot of other people have. I just think that it, it, it's one of those concepts that was good on paper, but in like practice it was just bad. Because... Yeah. <clears throat> What pass interference is to the fans could be different from what pass interference to the referee is. That's how you get those, con you know, the conflicting viewpoints. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just think that I would take that out. Like, I think it came in way too fast and too early for anything to happen because it just happened, like, took less than, what, six months to implement, like, after that play with the Saints to when the season started. I think they should have waited a year, kind of like what uh, the MLB did with uh, the uh, pitching clock or whatever it was, mm -hmm. you know, that they just implemented. They're going to practice it in spring training. They should have done that with uh, the preseason games instead of just throwing them in right into the middle of a season where it was just a new concept. So I think they should have practiced that more and then implemented it. But I think you should still keep it, but have somebody else look at it yeah i'm kind of in agreement with both of you um like toby mentioned it's kind of one of those things that it, i feel should be in the game if we're gonna try to get the game right that's ultimately the thing the, the reason we have review is that we want to ensure that we're getting the play right that's ultimately what it is and i mean i told you to stat 15 percent of challenges uh, that went the other direction. And I think there was like 80 or 90 different challenges throughout the year. It might've been a little bit more, but like, I mean, here's the issue is that it's not the, it's not the replay. That's the issue. It's the refs unwillingness to accept the fact that they get a call wrong. There were blatant, obvious pass interferences that you can see on the replay. It's obvious, but yet for some odd reason, they don't even know what their own pass interference is. Like, here's the issue, is that if you can't define what a pass interference is, if you can't define it, then why make a rule based off of it? Why? Why can we... It, it, I know it's different every time. Like, obviously, there's different ways you can do it. But there has to be a rule that if certain things happen, and it to a certain extent, it has to happen. Because, look... In the Super Bowl, George Kittle got hit with, on one of the first drives of the game, got hit with a, a pass interference call that I believe shouldn't have been called, but they called it anyway because it, it, he extended the arm and got that extra distance. Well, guess what? Let me remind you. Toby Saints 
they played Minnesota again. And guess what play ended the game? Again, a play where the tight end pushes off of the guy and makes the catch in the end zone to win the football game. That's ultimately what it is. You can't just implement that rule at certain points and not implement it somewhere else and not get the call right. That's what your, your that rule is there for, to ensure that you get it right. Now, Toby Saints got screwed over twice now for the same exact bull crap. And look, refs, it's okay to say we got the call wrong. It, we're going to reverse this because let's make it right. Everyone is wanting you to do that. Everyone wants you to do that. Nobody wants you to go to the replay and say, oh, yeah, we missed it, but we're not going to call it anyway. Nobody wants to see that. That's why we have the rule. You're supposed to change it more frequently. It should be around 40% of calls that you get are going to be moved around because and T.Y. Hilton got hit with one of those in the Kansas City Chiefs game, and that was a bullcrap uh, pass interference call if I've ever seen one. Never touched him, but they called it anyway. But so, Toby, we can all relate here. We've yeah. all both gotten hit with, with bad uh, calls of this. It, look, if you're not going to implement the rule correctly, then don't use it. I'm glad that the NFLPA is saying we're not going to, we don't support this because you guys didn't even follow through with it last year. Like, you didn't just not follow through with it, you completely ignored it. I mean, that's the that's the ultimate issue here. And if we already have bad enough relations between the fans and uh, teams versus the refs, we already have bad relations. Let's not make it even worse by implementing a rule that the refs themselves are not going to continue to follow up. And if the if the NFL is not going to punish them, then what else are we supposed to do? All right, guys. So let's move over to yesterday's news. Uh, Brand, another great trade. I say great in quotations there. To Houston. Uh, Houston has decided to get a wide receiver to make up for the loss of DeAndre Hopkins. And they traded that second round pick to uh, that they got from the Cardinals and traded it to the Rams for Brandon Cooks. So basically, you could ultimately say that they replaced DeAndre Hopkins with Brandon Cooks. Um, Josh, your initial thoughts on this trade of Brandon Cooks to Houston? Well, it solidified what we've been saying about Bill O'Brien, how he how he has never been on the hot seat when he pretty much has been this whole time. He sucks. Plain and simple, he sucks. It's just... Why? Why, though? You know? Because I remember back in 2015 when Toby and I drafted Brandon Cooks with, what was it, our second round pick? Or was it our first round pick? It, it definitely back wasn't the first rounder because I would yeah. have never picked Brandon Cooks with a first rounder. Yeah, I think no it was way. our third pick. He was our third. I think it was. Something anyway, like that, yeah. He, Brandon, this kid, Cooks this kid. Career, Brandon Cooks over his career has been traded three times for a grand total of two first round picks, a second round pick, and a fourth round pick. Keep in mind, though, this kid, this guy, I should say, uh, has had, what, five concussions in his uh, career? Yeah, five something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's still valued as a first-round pick and a second-round pick, you know? I, he really hasn't done anything flashy outside of his first season with the Saints, you know? 
So right, he's even even that. over there shaking his head. No, okay, he I mean, even Brandon, Cooks, Brandon Cooks has been a good player when he's healthy, but it's not like he's been a, a complete game changer, though. He, he, he's, he's been, been a been good player, but he never was the first rounder that the Saints uh, tr uh, picked him with. Yeah, I just remember, though, hearing Toby say, oh, this guy's going to be fantastic, and then we get him in the third round. He, and we won our league. We just never got our money for it. But uh, uh -huh. back then, anyway, the Texans are a sinking ship. Houston as a whole, Deshaun Watson is gone. So if I'm the Patriots, I'm going to be trading my first-round pick next year for Deshaun Watson because he's up for a, a contract extension this summer, this coming uh if Next I'm Deshaun summer. Watson, I don't want to play in that organization anyway. But we're gonna I'm not gonna talk about that right now because really quick, let me finish it. Let me finish really quick. We're gonna talk about that in five minutes. Yeah. We're gonna talk about the state of the Texans right. in a moment. I just want to talk about this trade specifically. Yeah. Okay. Toby, your thoughts on this trade specifically. Um I mean the Trash. the value is alright, uh with uh the the Texans getting Brandon Cooks in a fourth rounder for the second rounder. Uh, I think that's that's quite alright for Brandon Cooks, especially when you're in need of a of a wide receiver. That I mean, he's not as injury prone as uh, a Kenny Stills or a Will Fuller uh, is with the Texans uh, right now. So um, they have at least a little bit of uh, consistency at wide receiver now. But as I've already disagreed with Josh there, um, or I agree with Josh in general there that uh, Brandon Cooks is not that elite wide receiver that you want to be want to have as your number one receiver, but he he's definitely all right in the league. I mean, um, he did okay with the Patriots, of course, with uh, in the Patriots system. He's not really the receiver they are looking for as the speed wide receiver that he's supposed to be. And uh, with the Rams, he never really clicked in that system either. Um, it might have been because of Jared Goff, but uh, I have seen him play with the Saints for four years, and he never got anything really uh, going with Drew Brees either. So uh, I view him like an, a good mid-tier a good second wide receiver on your team, but he is not the number one wide receiver that the Texans need right now. Uh, for the value they got in the trade, um, when you see how many wide receivers there are in this draft in the second round, you probably could have gotten someone at the same talent, uh, a lot younger than Brandon Cooks in the second round this year. So um, the move isn't too bad, it, it's not the DeAndre Hopkins trade, uh, but it's it's not a good move either from the from the Texans. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. It was not a good move. I'll appreciate that. Um, this move specifically, let me ask you guys, is there, of all the receivers that we've heard names get called for potential uh, second round guys for wide receivers, you have Denzel Mims, possibly have Jalen Rager, you have Chase Claypool, you have Michael Pittman, all these guys, LaVisca Chanel, and uh, Brandon Ayuk, other play players like that. Is there not one of them you would pick over Brandon Cooks right now? I would pick every single one of those guys over Brandon Cooks right now. A Brandon Cooks that is in his late 20s, 
is had a huge concussion history. We know how that worked out for Luke Keekley. And it doesn't go pretty for guys like Brandon Cooks when you keep getting uh, concussions like that. Look, the second rounder is just too much. It's too much. You just got that pick. That's all you had left in this draft before the fourth round. The Texans don't have a pick until the fourth round of this draft. You traded that away for Brandon Cooks. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. And I'm about to go into I'm about to go into this next segment here, and I'm gonna enjoy talking about this because as an Indianapolis Colts fan, Josh included, we take pleasure in watching Bill O'Brien do this. We're hoping that the Texans just decide to give him a lifetime contract to stay as the coach slash GM role for eternity. We hope so. But anyway, let's look here at what Field Yates reported earlier today. So since August 31st, the Texans have traded away 12 players slash picks and have acquired 15 players slash picks. Here's a look at all of them. So here's who they've traded. They traded DeAndre Hopkins, obviously second best wide receiver in the game right now. Jadavion Clowney, one of the better uh, defensive linemen in the league. He's not elite, but he's certainly good. No question about that. They traded away their first round pick this year, first round pick next year, second picks for this year and next year also, the third round pick for this year, a fourth round pick for this year, and cornerback cor Johnson Badamosey, Julian Davenport, their tackle, Martinez Rankins, their tackle, and a 2026 round draft pick. So that's all they've traded away. Here's what they've gotten. Th that's a pretty good haul, right? They've traded away a lot of those big pieces. That seems like they would get a lot in return for that, right? Let's let's break this down here. Let's break this down. So Laramie Tunzel. Mind you, Laramie Tunzel does not have a long-term contract signed. So he's got all the leverage in the world against the Texans right now. He can tell them, I want an extension. I want a good deal. Or else you can just see goodbye and you don't have your left tackle anymore. So now you got Brandon Cooks, a washed up wide receiver who at this point in time, I do not believe is a second round draft pick. I don't like it. You have a washed up David Johnson who has not been the same uh, since three years ago and his bad contract, not to mention Brandon Cooks contract. They're taking on that burden as well. And that's a big contract. You got wide receiver Kenny Stills, who, like you mentioned, Toby, is uh, still an injury guy, and he's not a he's a number three wide receiver. And we mentioned what you mentioned Will Fuller. Will Fuller's a great wide receiver when he's healthy. That's the issue that you have there. And then you got Barkevius Mingo, who was a former Indianapolis Colt, was a fourth round draft pick, a linebacker. Linebacker Jacob Martin cornerback Gary on Conley who at this moment in time is not on the the Texans anymore Carlos Hyde who may or may not play that much this next year with the addition of David Johnson you lost the your second round draft pick you, you got a 2020 second round draft pick for this year um which you're gonna get one of those a 2023rd round pick a 2024th round pick cornerback Keon Crossan a 2021 fourth, a 2022 fourth rounder, and a 2021 sixth. So over the next two years, they have no first round draft picks. They have one second round pick this year, but not one next year. They basically have 
no structure on their offensive line still. They don't know Laramie Tunsil. They have a collection of of uh, B-level wide receivers who are, have long injury histories. They So they don't have an offensive line. They have B-list wide receivers. They traded away their entire secondary. They don't have draft picks to bring this stuff up. Toby, like, what is going on with Houston right now? It... it I mean, obviously, the Colts don't want him to leave. We want him to stay. But are you, if you're the Texans, and most Texans fans agree here, do you fire Coach Bill O'Brien from the GM role? Not from the coaching position, from the GM role. Uh, I, I'd say uh, you'd fire him from both right now. I mean, you haven't had a good, a good season or at least not that much success since he's been there uh, as a coach. And he's definitely had some controversy with some players uh, in the locker room. So um, I, I'd i say, um, I mean, you read the list of players that they that left the organization and uh, what they got in return. So definitely the GM position, Bill O'Brien is not a GM. Uh, and for coaching, like I said, um, from what he has done for the Texans over the last couple of seasons since he's been on Hard Knocks on HBO, where a lot of people already said, okay, he's not made for a head coaching job in the league. Uh, I think I still have to agree with that. And after the reports we talked about two weeks ago, I believe, or three weeks ago, about uh, some players uh, having some issues with him in the locker room, I I I take a good look at having him as a head coach as well. All right, Josh, uh what are your thoughts on all this? Keep him. <laughs> Please do. Please do. <laughs> but in all serious stuff. You remember what I kept saying back when we led the chase saying that uh you know, I think Bill Bill O'Brien should like get fired or you know at least be on the hot seat. And he's like, no, the Texans are doing good. And we kept saying, how far do they make it into the playoffs every year when they do make it? You know, they what teams did they beat for their two times in the playoffs? They, they haven't. A, a Connor Cook led Raiders team, and I believe the Bills had them running all over them. And then it took Deshaun Watson, okay? Deshaun Watson being incredible to get you past the Bills. Under Bill O'Brien, this team has sucked. It's just that the star power supported that uh, sucking ability, making it look decent. You have Deshaun Watson, who's probably five quarterback this month, so. Yeah. And uh, if this is Madden, you know, I'd start off with a new head coach getting rid of Bill O'Brien. It's just, that's what would happen. But keep in mind, Deshaun Watson, his rookie deal is up next season. So he could either walk away or ask for an extension. But you're not making your case if you keep taking people away from him. Because, yeah, a warrior is great with a sword, but it's how he uses that sword that makes him go through, uh, you know, all the tough times. And without a sword, what does Deshaun Watson have? He just has himself on offense. It's not to take anything away from Will Fuller, but like Derek said, Will Fuller is great when he's healthy. 
but he with his injury history, it's just hard to tell right now. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's going to be up to Deshaun Watson this season. And Derek, we lived through with a seat the 2012 to like 2017 season where Andrew Luck made up for all the yep. flaws on the team. So yep. you're going to see this with the Texans where Deshaun Watson is going to make up for all the flaws on that team, and he's going to hate it. Yep. Because he's going to hate it. Andrew Luck, for, he was always a nice guy, but deep down you could tell he hated it. He hated yep. being the only he guy hated, to carry the team. He hated having to be the hero every time out on the field. Yep. And even the Colts fans hated it too because once he was gone, we lost every game. It's like we didn't know what the hell to do, and it pissed me off yep. because without a quarterback, we're done. We don't know what to do. It, it just drove me insane every time I saw – Hasselbeck, uh, you know, Hoyer, Bursette that first Curtis year he Hager, took over. You had uh, Gott Tolzine. Shut up about his name. What I tell you about <laughs> saying his name in my presence? That guy can go to hell. But, yeah. Shit. I'm not going to say Jacob Bursette's the only exception here. Shitty backup QBs that did not know how to run a damn offense, let alone just run even in place Jacoby on a treadmill. Brissett, even Jacoby Brissett still had issues. Yeah, but that's what made me mad. We just did not know how to like win a football game when our quarterback is gone, and everybody else is like, "Well, I'm not going to step up to the plate." Who the hell on the Texans is going to say that if Deshaun Watson goes down with another injury? Yep. Nobody. You don't you don't have any support for Deshaun Watson and and Josh brought it up. We as Colts fans know this better than anyone, especially in recent memory, that when a GM starts trading away all your players and starts getting these washed up old names that you think of, they they sound great in the moment until they come and they perform for one year and then they're gone and then and then you just you're you're left with nothing. You're left with nothing. The Texans are screwed for the next two years because they don't have any draft picks to bring these guys back up. And they traded away half their team already. I mean, it's I've already I've already said my piece. You already heard the the soul come out of me on that last one. So I, I'm uh. No, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on. If from you want to know what we're visualizing, just watch the Titanic. That's all you have to do. Just and picture it as Houston right now, because that's what's going on. It's a slow just, just, sinking. Just, just rewatch Andrew Luck's retirement speech, but just put it Titanic music in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stop. Stop it. All right. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Toby, stop, you, you know what you got to do with that? You got to put DeAndre Hopkins over that, <laughs> and then he's like oh waving goodbye. <laughs> yes, please. Um, and then, then you got David Johnson walking in the back like, I'm ready to start, guys, even though he hasn't been good since, like, 2015. Oh, my God. All right. Last topic here, boys, that we're going to talk about here before we end this. Um, today, Tua's pro day uh, stuff got leaked by some NFL scout, and uh, what it saw was uh, Tua looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I re I watched all of it, all the reps that he took, and the dude certainly moves very well. 
doesn't seem like he's really lost a step at all. Uh, flows were pretty good. Uh, timing was excellent. Certainly looked like a uh, number two quarterback in this draft for me, absolutely. Um, and then, obviously, we've been talking a lot about the Redskins, right? Everyone's wondering, what do the Redskins do? Do they do they go with a quarterback with Tua at number two, or should they go with Chase Young at number two? So, listen, guys, this is the last time I'm going to ask you before we end up, obviously, doing our live mock draft. Should the Redskins go with Chase Young, or should they roll the dice and go with Tua at number two? Uh, let's start with Josh on this one. I'd say stick with Chase Young, but only if you get an offer for Dwayne Haskins do you take Tua. That's the only way I see this happening. I'd say take Chase Young unless you have a good deal for like maybe a late first, maybe even a early second round, either this year, next year, or any time for Dwayne Haskins. And like I said, I, I brought this up too because – Remember when I asked you this, Derek, in the uh, chat with you and Chase, if uh, uh, what what you would say if the Colts offered like a, one of their second or first round pick if they still had it for Dwayne Haskins? I think you said you? second. There was no yeah, way in second. Hell yeah, I guess right second. Away. Yeah, the second pick that we got from them last year for uh, Dwayne Haskins. That would and be the just... ultimate gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only way I see them taking two is if they got an excellent deal for Dwayne Haskins. Either way, they're still taking Chase Young. Toby, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I I definitely think that they'd go with Chase Young right now. Um, I don't see any reason why they go with uh, Tua uh, in the end. But I'd say uh, try and play the Tua card as much as you want right now and try and get the Dolphins or maybe even the Chargers to kind of jump uh, jump ship and try to get up in that second spot and give you a couple more draft picks uh, because you don't really need you don't really have a need at edge rusher for Chase Young so you can definitely trade down and uh, wait for a later guy of more need so um, it's if the Dolphins jump ship and they they go with the fifth and maybe another first round pick, it's definitely a better choice for the for the Redskins than sticking with that second round or that second overall pick, I believe. And uh, you don't really, yeah, like Josh said, you don't really need a quarterback right now, other than if you have a trade that involves uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I, I completely disagree with you. Uh aspect that the Redskins don't need a particular need at edge rusher right now. They obviously do. That's why they're thinking of Chase Young because Chase Young is the best prospect in this whole draft. The dude is an absolute game wrecker. He makes that defense immediately better. That whole defensive line gets better because of Chase Young in ways that a quarterback sometimes could not. Um, look, I mean, obviously... The, the appeal for two I kind of agree with Toby though that if uh they play the two a card and if you're if you're that interested in getting more draft picks then that is the perfect strategy go with the the two a card and you know maybe get the Dolphins or the Raiders to uh jump ship which certainly would be interesting um but no uh you got a you got a young guy in Dwayne Haskins who shows promise. He just needs more time to be taught. 
because obviously he wasn't taught last year. He just was kind of thrown into a situation. And knowing Ron Rivera and knowing that he's a defensive-oriented guy, I don't know how, like, Rivera could not sit there and just salivate at the possibility of getting a Chase Young. I mean, that... That Chase Young is a once-in-a-generation kind of defensive player coming out of the draft. I mean, there wasn't this much height for Joey Bosa or even a Nick Bosa coming out of college. Chase Young is better than both of them coming out of college. That is incredible when you look at Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa, who are both, uh, if you want to say so, which you could probably say so right now, are top 10 defensive ends in the NFL right now. Probably no question about that. So, if you know Chase Young is better than those two guys, and those two guys are top 10 defensive ends in the in the NFL, why would you not want that? I mean, obviously, this, this has to be. I feel like what Ron Rivera did at the Combine, he kind of played the reverse psychology mark where, you know, they obviously don't want to play their hand for Chase Young because, you know, obviously the Bengals have that first pick. They could decide if they don't want Joe Burrow, they could decide they want Chase Young and then Washington's kind of stuck in a situation like, uh, what do we do? Well, but obviously they would could go with Okuda. But yeah, I mean, Dwayne Haskins, I believe, is the guy of the future. They, they just need to give him time to get acquainted. And you have uh, a, a defensive end in Chase Young who obviously played with Dwayne Haskins. They know each other. It'd be a perfect fit because he knows two or three guys on that team personally, and it just makes sense for Chase Young to be in that position. All, All right, right, hang guys. on. Hold on. Uh, yeah, Derek, I got a question. So let's say they do take Tua. That means Chase Young falls to three. Now, with all the hype Isaiah Simmons is getting, if you're the Lions and you're stuck with either Chase Young, Okuda, or Simmons... Which one are you going to be... I know which one you're going to take, but let's say hypothetically they take Isaiah Simmons and then Chase Young falls to the Giants. How is that going to shape up the rest of that draft, do you think? Let's say Chase Young falls to four with the Giants because of Isaiah Simmons' hype. Okay. Uh, how do you think that's going to shape the rest of the draft with uh, the Giants taking Chase Young? Well, I mean, the Dolphins still need to go with a quarterback. They're still going to go with Tua. Um, at number six, uh, I, I could assume that Okuda would most likely go at, uh, either to the Chargers. But I wouldn't even think that the Chargers would go with Okuda because defense uh, corner is not their biggest need. They have other needs that they have. But Okuda, I, if somehow Isaiah Simmons gets before Okuda, I could legit see Okuda falling to number seven to the Carolina Panthers because they need corners and... I mean, obviously, Okuda's the best corner in the draft. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, if you're right. If Isaiah and Chase obviously fall to three and then Isaiah goes to four, I, I don't think that the Dolphins are going to go with uh, Okuda. They have to go with the quarterback. And it, it's all from there whether or not the Chargers are going to go for him or, or the Panthers are. But there's no way Okuda falls past There's just Yeah, no I just – just one of those things where I like to just take like one little domino and kind of move it over here, just see what would happen to like the tower, you know, if it would yeah. just collapse. Because remember always, that happened last it's year. Possibility. Yep. It's that happened last year. Yep. Raiders right. taking uh. Yep. The Raiders Cleland taking Cleveland Farrell that early really shook up the draft. Yep, it did. You're you're absolutely right. And uh, Toby, did you have any?
to say on the uh, on that thing with Josh asked? Uh, no, not really. Gotcha. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this podcast. We certainly hope you enjoyed. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at T3DS underscore NFL. Be sure to watch on Spotify. And be sure, again, guys, to check out our uh, be sure to check out our live mock draft next week. Uh, it's going to be April 17th at 3 p.m. We're going to do our live mock draft. That's certainly going to be fun. And as always, guys, peace. See ya. Later. Later.